It's the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. This is the other side of midnight. I'm Frank Morano. Imagine, if you will, that Nostradamus lived in the 20th century and the 21st century. And instead of being some Frenchman that didn't speak English, he was a tough-talking New Yorker who didn't give a damn. And then further imagine that Nostradamus came to his predictions not based on some sort of um, mystical reading of the stars, but based on analyzing data. If you can imagine those three things, then you have a pretty good idea of Gerald Salente. Gerald Salente is an incredible person. Not only is he interesting to talk to and quite an intellect, but he's the founder of the Trends Research Institute and publisher of the Trends Journal. And over the course of the last 35 years, maybe longer, he has predicted every major trend. And when I say every major trend, I don't just mean economic trends, like when the stock market's going to go up and when uh, the housing boom is going to burst, when the dot-com bubble is going to burst. He picks cultural trends, like the rise of bottled water and all sorts of things like that. And over the last six months or so, he has been one of the few voices out there advocating loudly for peace. And I am thrilled to be joined once again by one of my favorite guests, Gerald Salente. Gerald, it's great to talk to you. Oh, thank you. And thank you so much for the kind words. I really appreciate it. Joe, before we talk about the Russia-Ukraine situation, which I'm certainly eager to get your take on, everybody is uh, focused on the elections on Tuesday. The conventional wisdom has the Republicans winning big, a red wave. What's your prediction? What do you see happening in the elections Tuesday? Well, when you look at all the data going back some 40 years, every midterm election, the party in power loses seats. And it's no different this time because the the people that get into power, they get in on a lot of BS and they don't deliver what they say. And then when the midterms come, they start backing off. And the same thing's going to happen now. And it's the one term. It was Bill Clinton's camp behind the campaign scene uh, talk back in 1992 when uh, Ross Perot and Bush and him ran. It's the economy, stupid. End of story. All this other stuff. You know, it goes in one year and out the other. It's about the economy. And right now, the economy is not good in terms of the average person. You know, inflation is really hurting people. You look at all the numbers, you know, they're right there. Here, 63% of the people in the United States, the land of opportunity, are living paycheck to paycheck. I mean, that's the data coming out. So it, it's going to be the Republicans are going to uh, uh, win a lot more seats. Do you, do you see them winning both houses of Congress, or do you see the Senate uh, remaining sort of split for now? Yeah, they can, they can uh, definitely uh, get both houses. As far as inflation goes, uh, do you see that, irrespective of who wins these elections, uh, do you see that getting any better anytime soon? And which sectors do you see being particularly hammered hardest by inflation? The what they're missing, what they don't talk about at all is the inflation is primarily a result of all of the cheap fake money that they pumped into the system to fight the covid war. Look at the moronic stuff they did with telling people they can't go to work, but here's your money. Close down your business, but don't worry about it. Here's your money. They made up this stuff. 
and and then you had a thing called zero interest rates. So it's all the cheap money that made it happen. You had merger and acquisition activity in 2021 at the highest levels ever. The big's buying up everything because all the cheap money. So what's going to be the biggest hard hit is it's um, it's going to be the 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 off the commercial office sector is not hit by inflation but hit by depression. You're looking at the numbers, and if you, you on average the Office occupancy rate in the United States is is around 50%. It's actually lower. So all the businesses that depended on commuters, oh, those happy hours aren't happy anymore. Huh. And all of the all of now let's go back to the raising of the interest rates. So all of these big guys that bought all these big buildings, oh, now they got to pay more money on their debt load. Oh, and I'm a guy, and I let's say I had 10 stories in a building, and now my employees, you know, I don't want to travel an hour and a half each way on the LIE. I really hate it, and when I was working at home, I realized how much I hate it, and I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> okay, work home three days a week, two days a week, and now I don't need 10, 10 floors anymore. Maybe I only need three. You are going to see a commercial, business commercial uh, uh, crash, the likes of which we have never seen. And then you hear the BS coming out. Well, you know, you could turn them into apartments. No. The buildings that have been built in the last 50 years, no, they're not apartments accessible. You can't turn them into it. They haven't been constructed like that. But no one talks about this. So you're looking at you're looking at a crisis beyond the imagination. And again, let's get this straight, everybody. You didn't see guy eating pizza on 10th Avenue and a guy picking up a chair and banging him over the head. You didn't see people getting pushed into the into the subway tracks. You didn't see violence like this before they locked down society mm, to fight the COVID war. And they made up all this crap. You gotta stand six feet apart. The wind blows exactly in straight lines. Does it go up? Does it go down? It goes in six feet. Now you stand six feet. What are you in kindergarten? Anyway, when people lose everything and have nothing left to lose, they lose it. So what we're seeing is a major geopolitical and financial socioeconomic crisis, the likes of which. We've never seen in human history. Now, let's go back to the interest rates. Oh, how about all those things called emerging markets that are submerging because their currencies are getting crashed because the dollar is going up? And the only reason the dollar is going up is because of all the other currencies are so weak. Now they've got to pay back their debt. Oh, they've got to pay back their debt as their currencies are declining? Oh, you think you have a migrant and a refugee crisis now? Ain't seen anything yet. You are going to see more and more people taking to the streets around the world, protesting, lack of basic living standards, government corruption, crime, violence. This thing is so out of control, it's beyond the imagination. And uh, it's to say nothing, these lockdowns of the damage they've done in almost every other aspect of society. I mean, you're just talking about the economy, but you want to talk about substance abuse, education, alcoholism. The list goes on and on. But we could do a whole series of shows just on that. Uh, we're talking with Gerald Salente. He is uh, a, a modern-day prophet, and uh, he is a trends forecaster, the publisher and founder of the Trends Research Institute. Gerald, one of the reasons I really enjoy talking to you is because... 
because you are a political atheist. You don't seek to spin for the benefit of one party or, or any other or one politician or another. One of the mistakes that I think Republicans are making as a party and some of my conservative listeners are making when they call me is they think that all they have to do is elect Republicans and all of a sudden in the inflation problem goes away. When if you look at the inflation problem, for some of the reasons you say, you cited, this is a worldwide problem. This is not likely to go away if a whole bunch of Republicans get elected next week, is it? No, no. It has nothing to do with it. And again, you know, I was the assistant to the secretary of the New York State Senate at 26 years old. I ran major political campaigns in Westchester County at a graduate school back in the early 70s. Angelo Martinelli became the longest-running mayor in, in Yonkers. I was there. when I, I quit, I quit the, the, the Senate after one year. It was the worst job I ever had to watch grown men grovel to suck their way up to the top. It's not the way I was, you know, grew up. So the whole thing, people call it a government. It's a crime syndicate. They're murderers and thieves. How many more wars? Oh you, oh, you like George E. Bush's war? How can anybody with a brain bigger than a pea listen to that little clown? And, oh, only 88% of the people did. We're going to get that guy Osama bin Laden dead alive. I'm not making that up. So when you look at it, when I say a crime syndicate, they're murderers and thieves. They start these wars based on lies. And what's the other one? Hey, hey, I'm Jamie Dimon. I'm Goldman Sachs. I'm too big to fail. You're just a piece of crap. I'm too big to, too big to fail. And the Federal Reserve dumps in, according to the Levy Institute of Bard College, $29 trillion between 2007 and 2010 to bail out the banksters. And then, oh, I'm a Democrat. Oh, yeah, you like that guy, Jimmy Carter, who did away with the usury laws? Oh, yeah, when I was a guy, oh, you know, the mob, they're charging 10%. Oh, yeah, but now, you know, credit cards could charge, you know, hey, we could go crazy on this thing. Oh, the Jimmy Carter that allowed interstate banking wasn't allowed before, only intrastate banking. It's a crime syndicate. These are... Here, there was a guy by the name of Dwight D. Eisenhower, five-star general, supreme commander of the Allied Forces, two-term president. I've heard of him. You heard of him, right? Mm -hmm. You look up his name and you write the thing, and you can see the quote. Any man seeking the office of president is either an egomaniac or crazy. It's tough to argue with that, and uh, I think he's proven prophetic over the course of the last 60 years or so. Uh, Let's talk about this Russia-Ukraine situation. You've been very vocal, and because you, as I have tried to do, have said maybe the United States should try to uh, lower the temperature and try to facilitate a peaceful settlement and a ceasefire instead of uh, adding fuel to the fire and keeping this conflict going, you have been pilloried all over the press, all over social media as a Putin apologist, as a Russian stooge. Now, I am somebody that likes everybody to like him. You, I get the sense, almost welcome the enmity of your haters. How do you deal with uh, that so effectively, all these folks calling you a a Putin propagandist? They're not Americans. I'm an American. I believe in people by the name of George Washington. 
supreme commander, the, uh, 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 a real man that fought, not like these little fat-mouthed boys like little Obama, the Nobel Peace of Crap Prize winner. I want that guy Gaddafi out of there. I want that guy Assad out of there. Or the, the, the Afghan troop surge. Or not a little clown like a Bill Clinton, you know, the Yugoslav war killing over 500,000 Iraqi children under the age of five with the sanctions. Not like a little Georgie Bush that couldn't fight his way out of a paper bag. A real man, George Washington, read his farewell address, warns the American people not to get involved in any foreign entanglements, particularly in Europe. These things have been going on for centuries. Our concern is only America. You know, and, and, and the hypocrisy of all of this, by the way, people don't know. You know, oh, they, t- they took down a statue of Catherine the Great in Ukraine because they say she hated Ukrainians so much. Oh, you mean Catherine the Great the, goes back to 1750, a border war, a border war between two countries that's been going since 1750? Oh, and you're telling me to get involved in it? Oh, and you know what everybody forgot, by the way? What a clown job happened when when Biden closed down and pulled out of Afghanistan, another, again, illegal war, and what a mess it was, but everybody forgot it. We're going to help the Ukrainians. We're going to bring freedom and democracy there. Yeah, okay, I've heard this story, I think, from the Vietnam War, on and on and on war. Look at all the people. Eventually, we're going to get it right, I'm sure. We just got to keep trying. Oh, yeah. And again, go back to Dwight D. Eisenhower, five-star general, Supreme Commander of the Allied Forces, two-term president. Farewell address, January 17th, 1961, warning the American people that the military-industrial complex is robbing the nation of the genius of the scientists, the sweat of the laborers, and the future of the children. Oh, and who's the guy playing our Secretary of Defense? Lloyd Austin. Oh, you mean loser Lloyd Austin? Oh, you did a great job in Iraq, you know? Oh, that guy? Oh, that guy? What was his last job? On the board of directors of Raytheon, the second largest defense contractor in the United States, who says, quote, we're going to weaken Russia. Who the hell are you to get involved in Russia? You want to go weaken Russia? Go. Hey, I'll tell you what. We can make a lot of dough with this. We'll put it on. We'll, we'll, we'll do a broadcast. Putin against uh, uh, Lloyd Austin in the ring. All right, you want to go fight? <laughs> Who are these clowns? And all of you people hanging up your your. I see more. I see more Ukrainian flags than American flags. Oh, that it drives me crazy. Don't get me and, started on that. And here's the that. other one. God bless America. What God you talking about? You tell me the God that loves murderous wars. Tell me the God. Tell me the God. What's your God that believes in war? You got me. I, I'm not mine, not one that I believe in. Now, uh, we'll talk with Gerald Salente. You can check out some of his work at trendsresearch.com. He also is doing a terrific podcast, which we're going to tell you about in a second. The latest on this Russia-Ukraine situation seems to have to do with these, this grain deal. Russia was uh, continuing to export grain in order to avoid hunger, not just in Ukraine, but around the world. Then they decided, all right, well, if since the West insists on using drones, to uh, keep trying to shoot us. We're going to stop doing that. Yesterday, they came out and said, all right, actually, we're not going to stop doing that. We're going to do a U-turn on the grain deal and still continue to uh, send out this, this grain. The Ukrainian president, Volodymyr Zelensky, came out and said that Putin's about face on this grain deal 
is essentially a failure of Russian aggression, and he's calling for guarantees showing that Russian blackmail has led nowhere. I uh, I really th- get the sense that even in the West, some people are starting to get fed up with Zelensky. What is your take? Again, let's go back to the grain deal. Another thing that Putin was saying, and the facts are there, it's not going to the poor countries. It's going to Turkey and it's going to Europe. And it's not going to where it was supposed to be going. Number two, they, they keep saying how Russia's losing, Russia's losing. Russia controls over 20% of Ukraine now. But they never talk about that anymore. And now you're looking at Ukraine with, with at least 40% of its energy gone. This, is, this thing... Could, the, the destruction that's happened because of the United States and NATO sending more weapons uh, to keep bloody in the killing field is preposterous. We have no business being there. It's none of our business. And, and again, this has been going on between these two countries be over 300 years. And now let's go back to the Trends Journal. It used to be a quarterly. Now it's a weekly. Back in 2014. Front page cover. The guy, you know, in tears. The United States overthrew the democratically elected government of Viktor Yanukovych that the, in Ukraine that the international observers said was a legal election. They forgot about the – was according to the European Union, Ukraine is and was the most corrupt country in Europe. So they have this election. Again, Victoria Nuland – uh, under under secretary under Obama, uh, in, in passing out cookies in Maiden Square, caught on caught on a cell phone talking to the ambassador at the time, Jeffrey Pyatt. F the EU, F U the EU. We're going to put Yatsen there, this little clown Yatsenyuk. After they to, when they overthrew the government, Google Victoria Newland. In, in December 2013, the coup was in 2014. There she is in Washington, D.C., with one Chevron over one side of a, a, a big sign and the other sign, ExxonMobil. And she's saying how, this is 2013, how the United States, you ready, has sent $5 billion to Ukraine, to non-governmental organizations to bring democracy to Ukraine. The United States overthrew the government. Number two, when the, when, the, when the war broke out and the war ended, they had a thing called the Minsk Agreement, designed by Germany and France. Both Ukraine and Russia signed it. The deal was the Donbass region, which is all Russian people, was going to be a separatist region. Not separatist by law, but they would be left alone until this thing is, is, is solved. The Ukrainians killed over 14,000 people in Donbass. And this was going on even before, just before the Russian invasion. And by the way, I'm totally opposed to the invasion, just to make of this Of course, clear. yeah, same here. Number, number three, go back to Gorbachev and Reagan and Gorbachev and Bush Sr. when the Soviet Union broke apart. The deal was, finally, when it did break apart, quote, NATO would not move one inch further. There were 16 NATO countries. Now there were 30. If, if 
the Russians were up in Canada with missiles aimed at us, and the Chinese were down in in Mexico with missiles aimed at us. Oh, America would be so happy. Oh, it, it would. Oh, we don't care. Oh, oh, and if and if the Russians were doing, you know, naval maneuvers off the coast of New York, and and the Chinese were out there in California, and oh, let's put the Iranians down in the Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> oh, America would be so happy with that. Well, it's the military-industrial complex. It's the warmongers in charge that have never stopped this in, 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 since World War II. What do you think the United States should do going forward? Okay, what's done is done. Let's say uh, the, uh, the president and the folks in his administration say, all right, we clearly need to do something different. We're way too close to nuclear war. If you were in charge, what would you be doing with respect to this Russia-Ukraine situation prospectively? Listen, you guys should make a deal, especially you guys in Ukraine, because you're not going to win. You're not going to beat the Russians. Your country's getting destroyed. This is really stupid. You're going to have to make a deal here. Number two, if I was president, bring home the troops from the 800 bases overseas. What the hell are we doing in Okinawa? Oh, now we're going to fight the Chinese? If they, if they, if, was this going on between China and Taiwan since, what, the Ming Dynasty? And, and I bring home all the troops, and I secure the homeland. And I put the troops to re- rebuild our third world rotten infrastructure. Uh, uh, taking a subway in New York is like a night in Calcutta. Look at the rotten roads. Look how this country's going down. That's what I would do. And if you want to go to war? Very simple. Let the people vote. Because the, the slimy little low-life pieces of cowardly Congress who are supposed to vote to go to war, according to the Constitution, I think it's uh, Article One or, or some one of them, uh, uh, eight something. Anyway, they have not done so since World War Two. So, being that they're the cowards and they give the the the, the power to El Presidente, you want to go to war? Let the people vote. Let the people vote. We're the ones that pay for the war with our money and our lives. What are your predictions on where we go from here? It doesn't seem like... It's going to go... We're going to go... Look, you read the cover of the Trends Journal going back to February 22nd, two days before Russia invaded. COVID war, Ukraine war, world war with an atomic nuclear blast behind it. That's where we're going. And people don't get this in their head. Suppose you were a Ukrainian. Look what your life is. This is an ancient history. World War II. Europe destroyed. Oh, and when I forgot World War I. No, that was only 20 years before then. And what's your favorite war? The Peloponnesian War? No, I like the Hundred Year War. Oh, the Rose, War of the Roses was beautiful. <laughs> don't you understand? We have mentally ill, deranged people running and ruining our lives. Who do you like, Chucky Schumer? I mean, look at the clowns. Oh, no, I like Mitch McConnell. Oh, look at these clowns. It's a freak show in front of everybody's eyes, and the freaks are, the freaks are running the show. It's really, to put it, to say it's disappointing would be putting it uh, incredibly mildly. And unfortunately, if you look at what the West has done here with doubling down on sanctions and making Russia an international pariah, it looks like the most immediate byproduct of that 
has been to raise energy prices for everybody, especially the West, and to drive Russia closer to Iran, China, North Korea, and Turkey. If you look at the numbers that came out this week on who Russia's been trading with uh, for the last six months, both imports and exports to all those countries have gone through the roof. Gee, I wonder what could go wrong. You got it. And look, over over 100,000 small and medium-sized businesses in Italy are going out of business. They're stopping production in Germany. You're, you're, you're looking at inflation rates, what, over 10%? 10.4% in, in Germany? You're looking at, at energy prices going up 40% in a month? You realize the damage that's being done here? Oh, and by the way, there are protests going on. They hardly make the news at all. We've been, we've been, we've been, we've been, you know, dealing with them. We we put them in the in the magazine each week. Oh, and then the other things we do too are the layoffs going on. The layoffs all over the world, all over the world, all over the world. And again, what people they, they don't they they don't have a clue in in the sense of what this damage is being done. I am so con- again. Oh, oh, they came out yesterday. Noriel Rubini said we're in World War Three. Guess what? We only said this what. February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November. No kidding. No kidding. Oh, no, World War I began, Gerald, when they, no, they assassinated the, the Archduke Ferdinand in Sarajevo. You know, what's an Archduke and what's a Sarajevo? It was building up to that. Oh, no, World War II began when the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor. Yeah, nothing was going on before that, nothing leading up to it, no actions taken by America. No, no, no. It's already happening. And, and again, just as the people march off to the COVID war, they march off to world war. They, again, they believed a little stupid, jerky moron, an imbecile born on third base and thought he had a home run. My daddy was George Bush, George W. Bush. How stupid could you be to believe a clown like him? When there's fear and hysteria, the people lose their critical thinking, and they look to the leaders to lead them. Gerald, um, I could talk with you for hours. Uh, Before we get out of here, though, I have to ask you about this terrific podcast that you're doing with uh, another friend of mine, Judge Andrew Napolitano, former Fox News legal analyst, former New Jersey Superior Court judge, Salente and the Judge. It's a great video podcast. I find myself watching all the time because you guys uh, cover stories and take positions that you really don't hear anywhere else. Even on uh, a lot of talk radio outlets, you don't hear that kind of conversation and certainly not on cable news. Uh, What prompted you to team up with Judge Napolitano and how can people watch this? Oh, they could go to Trends Journal uh, on YouTube, Trends Journal, and they could see it. We've known each other for years. I used to be on his show when he was at Fox. And, you know, we're two paisanos, you know, so we, we hit it off really well. We we go to dinner often. And there's no constitutional lawyer really out there that knows what he knows and says what he says. And he's a real man for, for free America. And it breaks his heart to see what's happened to this country, too, how our freedom has been stolen from us in so many different ways. And that's what this is all about. You know, we're, we're, this is America from the founding fathers. And, and they've, they've destroyed our Constitution, our Bill of Rights. And it's just it's so terrible. You know, it, 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 again, you know, that even to, to think of, you know, if you're not vaccinated, you can't go to work. I mean, Heil Hitler. 
Who could, who could tell? Who could ever imagine this would ever happen with the founding fathers? If you don't do what we tell you, you can't do this. If we don't do, this isn't the America that this country was founded upon, and they're destroying it. So the judge, Judge Napolitano, is very upset about this. Last question I'll ask you, Gerald, is when I, I bring people like you on, or I highlight stories that our listeners haven't heard. A whole bunch of people always write to me and thank me. They say even if they disagree with a lot of the things that I'm saying, they haven't heard this anywhere else. And I'm always so curious about where people get their news from. Aside from Salente and the Judge, aside from this radio program, where do you get your news from? Where, what are some of the media outlets, could be television, radio, print, whatever, that you put some stock into and make sure to check on a regular basis? I read constantly. I'm not, I mean, the, the magazines average about 150 pages. I send the articles to the writers, and I underline the salient points to them. So what we do is we go from the Financial Times, the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times. We get the, we, we go to, then we go to, to Global Times of China. We go to Al Jazeera. We go to Ha Hadats. We go to uh, Iranian news agency. We, we cover the world. We go to we go to TASS, the Russians. We go to RT. We go to Sputnik. We want to hear what everybody has to say. Then we write the article. This is how it's being reported. This is what they're saying. And then we break it down. And we say, okay, if they said this, then this means that. That means this. This is our trend analysis. And this is our trend forecast. So as you said, I'm a political atheist. We don't take sides. You, you, you get the quotes from, from, from whether it's Murdoch whether it's uh, uh, MSNBC, CNN, they play to their audience. We don't play to an audience. I could care who, what you believe in. This is what we see. These are, this is how they're reporting it. This is our analysis. We make it clear. So that's what we do different. And then we give you the trends. This is what it means. This is what's next. And this is what we suggest you might consider doing. On that note, Gerald Salente, it is always a treat to talk with you, my friend. I'll look forward to our next conversation. And thank you so much, and thank you so much for all that you do. I appreciate that. If you want to comment on any portion of our conversation, give me a call, 1-800-848-9222. That's 800-848-9222. This is The Other Side of Midnight. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight. Midnight. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 